18 minutes. Oh, good grief. Let's get it together. This we have. This has to be our professional episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a professional episode. This is gonna go well. <laughs> the first part was my drunk episode. This is my blackout episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Radio Cure. I'm your host Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week it's churches with an M for mini nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to have to, like, record yourself, say, in Minneapolis, like, tomorrow or something and insert it yeah. in there. I don't see, I, don't, gonna, I do not, not see happen. you getting this right. <laughs> not going to happen tonight. Uh, this week, it's Churches with an M for Minneapolis-based indie dance pop duo Tacky Annie, next on The Radio Cure. Blah. Hey, Jer. Oh, Hey. That's that's churches with an M, so schmerches. Yeah, schmerches. Schmerches. Uh, I thought that, I thought that was cute. I was clever. These guys, um, I I I found them on the current. Uh, it's a radio station. Uh, I, I believe probably out of Minneapolis. Uh, they have a song of the day, and they put that song of the day out as a podcast. Great resource. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm sure you've told me so, about this before, but I forgot because I forget everything. Yeah, there's a couple of radio stations uh, that do this, and it's there's you know nothing but the song. That's just what is the podcast, so it's uh, just the song. And then I went on uh, to Spotify, and they have uh, a little album. Uh, I guess I'll call it that because that's what they call it. It's just the the little album. Yeah, not a little album. The. The, the little, album. little album. Yeah. Trademarked the radio care. Yeah. We, we have trademarked the word the, if everyone knows. Yeah. The, the the is kind of my thing. I, I put it in front of pretty much the everything. Yeah. So we don't want any of you using it. <laughs> Nobody can use a definite article other than us. Yeah. Very small. I couldn't find very much about them. Um, so I went on to Facebook and, and uh, basically just. Uh, uh, took it off their Facebook about page. And when I was there, like I like to do with these uh, smaller bands, I asked them if they would like an interview. Um, most people just fucking ignore that shit from us, you know. Whatever. Well, yeah, I, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely decline an interview if you messaged me. <laughs> oh, um, but but they were very gracious and uh, they they're gonna give us an interview. So I have this little bit about them, but we'll learn more uh, after the interview. We haven't we haven't recorded that. That'll be later, uh, hopefully, and it'll be on the back half of uh, this album. If or not <laughs> this episode, <laughs> and if it's not, just disregard all this because I'm not gonna take the time to edit all this out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we know about them has, has coming from uh, their Facebook about page. I'll read that now. Uh, in 2018, singer-songwriter Rochelle Linnae, um, that's what I'm going with now. She will probably correct me if I'm wrong uh, in the interview that may or may not happen. Combined forces with musician-producer uh, Andrew Frederick. And their love of pop music forged Tacky Annie. Their collision of their sound, the collision of their sounds creates dance-inspiring, carefree mel- melodies with powerful vocals and bass-driven rhythms. I, let, let me do that again. I, I want to. 
That was fucking terrible. Leave that in. <laughs> Leave everything in. <laughs> That's what I'm going to put on your tombstone. Leave everything Thank you. in. <laughs> you are in charge of my tombstone. <laughs> Thank you. I think I should be. Yeah, you put something funny on there like that. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. It lasts for days. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely going to play an acoustic version of uh, Time of Our Life That's uh, by Green Day. <laughs> That's the, nailed on. That's fucking nailed on. Well, the name of the song is Good Riddance, I hope you know. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that probably speaks to the quality of the uh, cover yeah. uh, that you're going to get. <laughs> You know what I'll probably do? It's going to be great. I'll just um, play it on my phone and then oh. sing over yes. uh, the vocals. Just <laughs> hold your phone up to the sky. Yeah. And just belt it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be beautiful. God, I wish you could be there. <laughs> well, I will be in spirit. Or not. I may be down in hell. I don't no, know. No, there's, there's only nothingness. Don't worry about that shit. Okay, good. That's what I've been going with for a while. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> I believe the great aristocracy said that first. Oh, he did. Noted philosopher. Loose pod. Sorry, Tacky Annie. <laughs> well, like we said, it'll be too late by the time they hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what did we do? Okay, in 2018, singer-songwriter Rochelle Linnae combined forces with musician-producer Andrew Frederick and their love of pop music forged Tacky Annie. The collision of their sounds creates dance-inspiring, carefree melodies with powerful vocals and bass-driven rhythm. Fans of Sylvan Esso, Fantagram, and Churches will love their light-hearted quirkiness and intense, energy-infused sound that crosses genres, explodes expectations, and keeps you moving. Hashtag nailed it. Nailed it! I thought I thought that was a good um, I thought that was a good synopsis. I mean, it's coming from the artist, so it should be. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if every artist has a good synopsis of themselves. No, that that that's pretty. That's there's, there's that's something right to be said it. for I mean, that. I do self awareness. Do you like that one of the, one of the big things I was really into on this uh, little album or EP or what have you is uh, uh-huh. the, I like those bass lines in there. Those are fucking good. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, we did Let's Eat Grandma uh, two weeks ago, and and we said you know we were a little disappointed with the new Churches album, and and this is a great like hey this is something else that's kind of like Churches yeah. uh, to kind of to kind of get that tingle in you. Uh, that we were wanting from churches. And this is something else. This is right up the alley. Um, and I, I, I agree with them. I definitely agree with them in spirit. I, I, I get the church's reference in Fantagram and Sylvan Esso. Sylvan Esso, we, we reviewed last year. Uh, that was a pretty, pretty nice album. Maybe they'll go Sylvan Esso and get together. Do a little, you know, that's always a nice story. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll ask him about that. So are you guys going to get together? Yeah, gonna, like, yep. like Sylvanesso? Um, but yeah, and I, I get the very lighthearted quirkiness uh, to it, and it's very high energy. Uh, but for me, I, I heard Lord, I heard St. Vincent, even Lady Gaga and Florence the Machine. They, it had this 
um, you know, pop icon feel to it. A little, mm-hmm. I, I would say, less of a band feel that churches had, and and more of like a pop icon feel. Yeah, I agree, and and part of that is because I feel like a couple of these songs are like so so catchy um, yeah. that it it seems like it could be from like a Lady Gaga or a Lord or something, but there, but there's like a quirkiness to them that I like that it, it it doesn't just seem like straight pop, even though it's like really infectious and catchy. No, there's definitely that indie feel to it. Yeah. She has a real sarcastic slyness about her uh, lyrics. I I don't know which one of them writes them, but but there is there is a very kind of you know, um, not tongue in cheek, but uh, yeah, kind of lightheartedness uh, that uh, not don't take yourself so seriously kind of feeling to it that has a, that has that real uh, pop appeal but also you know kind of uh gives a little bit more of an indie vibe yeah well and and the quirkiness for me does come more from the music like there there's weird Mm. little like noises in there uh from like what would sound like maybe like traditional pop traditional is the wrong word but like Mm -hmm. modern day pop music but they do some like fun like synths that things that are like a little different and like see him a little out of place in a very cool way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like that, um, straightforward pop music is, um, exactly that very, very straightforward. Yeah. It's like, you could be like singing along to this, but then you like hear some little like bleeps and bloops in there where you're like, Oh, that's, fun and weird that's not what i was expecting for this like sing-along sort of thing that that really comes out in uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, renegade energy mm-hmm. the first one is a is a prelude and that that's just like so strong and confident that's what that gave me that kind of pop icon pop goddess kind of feel to it uh, but when you get into renegade energy it has this real like uh portugal the man meets lord feel it oh. it's kind of like this this real cool sound to it. I know the next one is too cool for that, but it has like that real, um, like, you know, a creep in a t-shirt. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, kind of feel to it. And just, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to dance my ass off. Yeah. I, I love the, the claps in there. I'm always a sucker for some claps. (laughs) I love claps. Right. Is it, it's, it's, it makes you like feel like you're there in some sense, I guess. And, it does, yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, the bass line in this is top notch. Yeah, there's a couple of breaks in this. If you're listening on headphones and, and uh, like I was today, I was walking with my son uh, downtown. Like you, you can't but just break down in like a little dance, right? Uh, when it when it hits, it's just so fucking cool. Yeah, and I I love that tiny little. I I don't know 
the proper music term for it, but I'm going to call it a synth fill, you know, like a drum uh-huh. drum fill. That little sure, like, sure. synth fill like that goes into the chorus is so delightful. It's like real short, but... Mm. Yeah, that 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 uh, is part of what kind of made it sound like uh, Portugal, the man to me, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit in there, and it's got all the chops of like a big commercial success, like something that would play on you know Monday night football, uh, going to commercial <laughs> kind of like supercut, you know that renegade energy gets me in the touchdown <laughs> score, you know. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> I can see how it could be co opted. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> when you talk to them, you could persuade them to uh, uh, have some political leanings, maybe to align themselves with the NFL. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you want to go political, then you know you could do like a, a Casio Cortez, you know, renegade energy. We're gonna change the Democratic Party. <laughs> I'm just assuming they're Democratic. They shouldn't. But come on. <laughs> well, well <laughs> you'll know whether or not you have to cut that out when you talk to them <laughs> yeah i'll have to come back <laughs> uh, that's hilarious uh the other thing i was thinking is like a, a like a big pepsi dance number you know maybe minus the race riot though <laughs> <laughs> but i can see a bunch of people drinking pepsi just get like fucking going crazy on cars yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, down that's like a street in Brooklyn. <laughs> all, all jokes aside, this album is like really good party music. <laughs> it is, yeah. Particularly, it, a, I would say outdoor party music, like summer party. Absolutely, music. beers in the air for renegade energy. For yeah, sure. fuck Pepsi's. <laughs> get some beers. Yeah. There's some booties a shaken. The next one was the was the one on the current song of the day. Uh, too cool for that, and it it brought me in hard. I love this fucking song. This one has like a bouncy, don't give a fuck feeling, like the super organism. Do you remember that? Yeah, band yeah. From the from uh, beginning, and I, the the thing I love about it though is that there's only two. I mean, it what eight people had to do in super organism, they're doing with two. You know, I mean, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to do it without a found sound guy that the guy that knows how to you know close the dresser drawer just right to get that sound that you can put into the the loops. But they did it and, and it sounds so cool. It does. I am not too cool for this. The beat is like very funk to me, and I also like that it's a song about being too cool for things and also sounds like music that cool people would be listening to. Yeah, absolutely. I love the name drops and the uh, I want to yeah. hang out with Matt Damon in a party hat. Right. I have this like That's picture really of a, I'm on a boat, you know, they're like yeah. in like fucking boat shoes and electric. 80s garb yeah. just like fucking Cristal and pouring it out all over Matt Damon that would be a great music video <laughs> that shit writes itself <laughs> yeah someone someone needs to make that happen I don't care who it is yeah you don't very, need very many notes on that maybe uh, Adam or no no not Adam Sandler Sandberg 
What's his Andy first name? Sandberg. Andy, Andy Sandberg. That is way too close to Adam Sandler. <laughs> for my for my taste. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. I, Adam D. Stempler. <laughs> I'm about there. That's, that's why I feel like <laughs> they're fucking with me. But I'm going to freak out with all the ladies in the fanny packs. I love that. I saw a guy, we were in Boulder a couple of weeks ago, and I saw a guy that was wearing a fanny pack, like a one-strap backpack, kind of oh, like yeah. from, from like neck to armpit. Yeah. The, the fanny packs have been very big in Brooklyn since I moved here like three years ago. Yeah. It's fun because it's like kind of a hipster thing. It's a good shout out mm-hmm. for a song about being too cool for something. I also I know, right? That's what I like about it. Musically, I really enjoy that uh, part where they say something about it being like Christmas and there's the little sleigh bells in the background. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so groovy. I think that's what you were talking about with like the yeah. kind of the funk beat. Um, and it, it's such the summer song, like you're saying. And uh uh, I want to throw away the cool life. I love that, but ironically, it's the it's the coolest song on the the record. Yeah, which I, which I you can ask them about this maybe, but I think that's probably intentional. I'm sure they're aware. Yeah, of that. it's probably not ironic. It's probably like Lana, uh, Lana's Morissette, Alana's Morissette. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really ironic. Right, which is ironic in and of itself, right? Something like that. I don't know. Have we talked about the meta-ironic irony of... Meta-irony? Oh, that's some next-level shit. I don't want to think about that. (laughs) I mean, there's only six uh, songs on this album, which I think is why it can technically be called an EP, right? Isn't seven? I uh, I don't... The King of Limbs had seven, right? Yeah. Or eight, maybe. I don't know. I feel like six or seven is right there is is just the cutoff to an EP. I, I don't know. I honestly don't. <laughs> no, that's a fact. You, that's nailed on. You can <laughs> take that to the bank. <laughs> if they had added another track, it would have been an album. Or a LP, I guess. It's still an album. It's a little album. It's a little album. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, red and white. It's it's kind of back to the pop goddess sound, which I'm now thinking Tacky Annie. Maybe that's like the alter ego pop goddess uh, of the band. They'll do uh, some sort of um, Ed- Edward Sharp uh, kind of like alter ego kind of thing. That'd be kind of cool. Are you going to ask them that? I'm going to suggest it because that's definitely not what they're, they're going to be. They're going to be like, fuck this, we're out. So I have some notes for you. <laughs> sure, you really want to know what I think you should do. Uh, but this really reminded me of Feist back in the day, especially. And I think she came out with a new album recently. But I, I'm talking about the the one everybody knows. You dance with my demons when I try to keep them quiet. You kiss on my bleeding when Yeah, the reminder. It, 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 
it's in the tenor of her voice. It's, it's a little lower, kind of in that real uh, well, super that, sexy register. Especially like right at the outset of this song, it, uh, her, the way she's singing reminds me a lot of Lord. Yes, I, I I heard that all throughout the record. And it, again, Lord has that like super sexy lower kind of voice, mm-hmm. uh, but the powerful vocals. I mean, that really makes us. It it changes the whole dynamic of of this music. Yeah, and I I really like the lyric in here. Uh, I just want to be fine, because yeah, I, I feel like that really captures like the overwhelming feeling for like all millennials. It's like people before us seemingly like we're like shooting for the stars, but everyone in this generation is just like, I just want to be okay. And I would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. I like, well, and she has like this really nice line too that, that is kind of similar to that thought is, you dance with my demons when I try to keep them quiet. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a sense that, you know, you're okay with the bad stuff about me. And that's like, that's like what a relationship is about, you know, kind of allowing somebody to be not perfect. Yeah, totally. That I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not great. I'm not terrible. I'm okay. You're Okay. We're okay. This this is fine. This is all just fine. <laughs> this is all just fine. Which <laughs> is like like the ceiling of expectations. It's just this is fine. Yeah, we're all a little jaded. That's fine. <laughs> I like it. the The music has a little different tenor to it. Uh, very much more upbeat. But behind it, we're all a little jaded. Yeah, it feels that way on this record. And. The last one I wanted to talk about was uh, the last one on the album, On and On. It, it, other than the prelude, this is kind of the only gear shift uh, on the album. Everything else is just like, you know, just yeah. blow the doors out, uh, which is awesome. I mean, this is a gr- I mean, there's no wrong turn on this entire album. I, I think it, it plays all the way through. I don't really... And it's so tight anyway. I mean, there's only six songs. Yeah. It, it just, I, I'm so glad there are no more songs on this record. It, it's its the perfect size um, and it, it just has uh, all the hits. It's like total hits all the time. To- <laughs> Isn't that the name of the horrible Arcade Fire record? I don't know. That's, that's something. Everything Every, all the time. Everything all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I felt everything short. now. I don't even. This doesn't. I don't know. Everything now. That's what it everything is. Everything now. So on and on has this big synth start. The verse is like slow through the chorus, and there's a nice break that kind of gets it a little bigger. It's a bit of a grower, and then you know it, it just kind of really stays in that grand slow EDM ballad space that was like perfected by the XX. Yeah, I like it. It's a nice ender. I mean, we've talked about it before. We like things like settling down on the last track. Yeah. We'll go on and on. 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 Ooh, this is how it ought to but I do like how it builds. It, it, it is, like, uh, I guess, more restrained throughout. Um, 
but it builds very nicely but it's still like very pretty throughout um and relatively stripped down uh i love the outro though it, it has uh the cello comes in i think she's the cellist um rochelle Lene. I think it, and um and it has like a piano kind of that comes in at the end so it's not it, it ends in a real indie place uh with like piano and cello versus you know synths where it started well it, there's a little bit of a kids chorus I, it sounds like kids it's probably just her uh, mm-hmm. overdubbed but uh i mean come on that's a great ending well yeah and i, I feel like it brings it full circle with the first track because that's uh, like kind of how it begins with the cello in there. Oh yeah, that's a good point there, yeah. Jer. In Thank a very you. kind of ballad mm-hmm. and uh, kind of almost contemplative in a spiritual way. Yeah, it, it and the like the strings in there it like sounds kind of like a film score, and that, and that's what happens in the in the uh, the prelude first track. Yeah, yeah. And the postlude kind of brings that that vibe back in. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well done, Tacky Annie. Good job. I think that does it for us this time. Stay tuned for Rochelle Linnae and Andrew Frederick of Tacky Annie next on the Radio Cure. Do you guys just want to get right into it? I I can never really find much uh, info on you guys, but the one thing I did see that you guys were uh, engaged. We're at yeah. Yes, we are. Awesome! Congratulations. We're we're kind of romantics here at the um, at the radio cure. So, um, like, how did you guys meet? Have you guys been in Minneapolis the whole time? Are you guys transplants? Um, well, I moved um, to Minneapolis for school. I went to the U of M. Um, Okay. But I'm originally from Washington State. Nice. Then, Andrew, you're from the area. I'm from here. <laughs> nice. Did you did you study music as well? I did. Andrew? Yeah. Nice. Up in Duluth. Ah. Ah. Uh, if you know where Duluth is, it sounds like you don't. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Not really. I've got uh, I got folks in Wisconsin, but Minnesota is a little hazy for me. Sure. Yeah. Well, up in Duluth, Minnesota, right on Lake Superior. Nice. That's got to be pretty. Uh, small school? Mm, if you consider 11,000 small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's smaller than U of M, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, we actually met through uh, a friend um, at a, a friend's giving party for like a bunch of mutual musician people that we know. Nice. So you guys kind of met through the, the music scene there yeah. in Minneapolis? Yeah, a couple of our friends were throwing a Friendsgiving party, and uh, I was talking to a couple friends, and she walked in, and I was like, I want to talk to her. (laughs) And uh, it turns out she was completely uninterested in talking to me. Uh, Until I saw him play guitar. (laughs) Ooh, has that always done it for you, Andrew? No. That's that's what everybody Play the guitar and the girls. People, people always say like, "Oh yeah, you used to it." That's it, and it's like that trope is done and tired and gone. <laughs> that is that usually sends uh, people running for the hills. Like it was like, "Oh, yeah. he's still oh, god, another white dude a guitar." Yeah. Well, that or like he's still chasing <laughs> that dream. He hasn't grown up. Bro. Yeah. Just like get true. a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now we're all chasing something. It's probably our generation. Yeah. I don't know which generation you guys are in, but we're we're a little listless. Yes. 
Yes, we are. I think. <laughs> so, so you guys knew each other before you started playing music together. Was there something before Tacky Annie that you guys were involved with? Um, musically. Yeah. Well, I had been doing a solo project when I met Andrew, um, just under my name, Rochelle and Um, and I was kind of doing the folk singer songwriter thing. Um, I started out as just acoustic. And then when I met Andrew, he, um, compiled a couple of his friends, um, to back me up and we were doing some performing together in that respect. Um, so he was making arrangements of my tunes. We still kind of in the folk area. Yeah, yeah, it was like more folk, yeah. folk pop maybe. Um, okay. And then singer songwriter. Yeah, singer songwriter. That's a sure. genre, I guess it is. I'm bad at genres. <laughs> Everything's a genre. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Whatever you want, I'll I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah, whatever <laughs> genre that you want to call yourself, I'll say yeah, that's probably right. Uh, flash pan <laughs> polka pop. How about that? I don't even know what that is. It's perfect. I hear it. I hear it every time I listen. <laughs> that really makes sense. Um, we worked a little bit, too, in a group called Surprise Party that was flipping um, basically popular music into jazz tunes. Also, Andrew's arrangement, because he's a jazz musician. Um, mm, so I was yeah. singing to that group for that a little bit. Sense. And that was all precursor to Tacky Annie. Okay, yeah, it... The the album does have that singer songwriter um, feeling to it. Still, I feel like um, you guys. I think churches, Sylvan Esso, which they're together now too, um, and uh, Fantagram, which makes a, a, a ton of sense. It's kind of in that indie pop dance kind of genre, but um, it definitely felt like it had more of a like a strong singer songwriter sense, like more of like a Lord or a Saint Vincent. Mm. Um, we'll take that as well yeah i'll definitely take that i love both of those artists yeah that new lord album was great and i I heard i heard some um some shades of that uh in in what you guys are doing okay so how did how did you guys go from arranging jazz and folk singer songwriter stuff to to this kind of um pop iteration of your your musical careers well the first um actually song that we made together was renegade energy mm-hmm. um, and that actually started as a project that was back in september well actually back last may somebody who owns a dance studio down in um, arizona actually commissioned okay. me to write a song um he'd heard uh, my acoustic version of on and on that you were doing under your own name yep. at that time yeah right yeah. And he wanted something for his dance troupe um, to choreograph to. Um, and it was ballet for a ballet studio, but um, I wanted it to be able to be danced to in different genres as well, or different styles of dance. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, it actually took me like maybe a couple of months to write that song. And I just wrote like the harmony and the melody and lyrics. Um, and then he wanted, and he was paying for a fully produced track. And so I went to Andrew and I was like, Hey, you're really good at this production stuff. Uh, if I split <laughs> this money with you, will you write a track? And, uh, and he did. And that's how Renegade Energy was born. Nice. That makes sense. I mean, I could, I could totally see that like, uh, at halftime of the Milwaukee Bucks game, you know, just all those girls out on the, on the dance floor, <laughs> you know, but I could also see it in a ballet setting. It's, it's a, it's a nice song. 
yeah, it's a cool video. They end up doing quite a uh, few different styles of dance. I have to, to ask why Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> oh, I messed it up there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It, it was oh, M God. for Minnesota. And you know, Milwaukee right next to Duluth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> Wait, is there a basketball team in Minneapolis? Yeah, the, I'm the, blanking. The Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I can just put Timberwolves in hey, there. Hey man, at, Milwaukee's in post. like a couple hours from us, right? <laughs> yeah, they're probably like rivals. We're all just a couple of hours mm-hmm. from each other. Well, you're out in Denver, right? Yeah, yeah, the Nuggets. Yeah, so like, I guess we kind of. We all get the same thing. Everybody thinks we're just like, you know, right next to each other and in the middle of cornfields. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't realize how big it is out here. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we'll, we'll be sure to send the Milwaukee Bucks a copy of Gonna Get Energy in case they <laughs> need it for their halftime show. I'm telling you, it's kind of a jock rock. I can hear that <laughs> in there. And that, that is... <laughs> That I that I hope that didn't come off as a criticism. No, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, we're pretty we're pretty hard to make us feel bad. Uh, but yeah, it has it has commercial success written all over it. Okay, so um, you started with Renegade Energy, and then you instead of saying, "Oh, you know, that was a nice little chunk of change there for the Arizona people," you said, well, "Let's make a band of this." Yeah. Um, so what was a uh, what was the kind of the process after that? Were you guys kind of like just, you know, in the kitchen making coffee, just writing songs together? Or was it still like you coming up with the melodies and the words and then say, hey, do your producer thing on this? Um, well, it started out where I was like, hey, that's a good formula. Um, why don't we just try mm-hmm. doing the same thing again? So like Red and White, we basically did that same thing where I wrote the harmony and and mm-hmm. words and everything. And then. Um, except that we wrote the bridge together. Mm. Um, okay. And then yeah. he created that track that and, and I feel like it was just kind of dipping our toes. Um, we tried out a couple of things because on and on was actually a song that I had written before. Um, and then mm-hmm. Andrew arranged, um, at first I was totally like, I was not into it cause it was so electronic sounding, but then the more <laughs> I kind of, was listening to it, I realized like I really dig that electronic side of it. And I started thinking more about I was getting at the time I was getting introduced to Maggie Rogers and Sylvanesso and mm-hmm. and actually Fantagram kind of all those more electronic y sounds with just some awesome voices that I can kind of connect to. Um mm-hmm. so then we started experimenting more at the writing process. Like, too cool for that. We actually just wrote together. Um, well, we wrote, I guess he wrote the track first, and then we collaborated ah. on the lyrics and melody and everything. Yeah, that does that does seem like that track is, like, it's such a cool, um, when we talked about it earlier in the review, I, it's one of those songs where you can kind of put on headphones and walk down the street like you're the shit, you know, it's <laughs> kind of bouncy feel to it you know i'm too cool for this world so i'm just gonna yeah right (laughs) um and so it it does feel like the the lyrics would have to kind of come second because they're responding to like the coolness of the of the hook there totally well that that song kind of had a wild ride actually i think like the first 
uh, rendition. So I started writing that song in a Starbucks in Las Vegas. And then we, I sent it to her. She was like, this is great. Perfect summer vibe. Let's figure this out. And I think the first yeah. like vibe of that song, we were trying to go with like, n- like not giving to, uh, can, can, uh, is swearing a lot on this podcast? It's encouraged. Yeah. It's encouraged. Okay. <laughs> not like giving a fuck at all. Like it was like, yeah. I think that was like the chorus at first. It was like, I don't give a fuck. It was, I, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It was, and, and, uh, I love it. Yeah. And we kind of were just, we kind of ruminated on it for a while and, and realized that we, we want to be a little bit more family friendly, if you will. Like, we don't want to turn anybody sure. off. And also, we were kind of hoping to push that tune as like the first big push summer thing, whatever. Um, and, and then, so from there, we went to, since we didn't want to have that, you know, any swearing or that concept really, sure. we, we tried to go like a, like a abstract route, just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, just random, just, just things, just words. Like whatever, just words. And <laughs> yeah. it just, we just got, we put ourselves in a hard spot and it's like, well, let's back up and let's try to figure out what we're trying to do here. And we kind of ended up settling on the idea that while well, we're just trying to be cool, like why are we trying to be abstract mm-hmm. and oh man, it doesn't mean anything. So we can allow the people to infer their meaning on it, which like a lot of good music has that. So I don't mean to like bash that. But, Absolutely. But yeah. uh, uh, we, we were just, it wasn't working for us in this moment. And we decided, well, we're just trying to be cool. And it's like, everybody's trying to be cool. Like how, if we're all trying to be cool, like, are, is it, is it cool anymore? So, <laughs> you know, we talked is exactly what that song is about is like, well, let's just write a song about being cool, but like trying to not be, but in essence, you're still trying to be cool. So it's just this big meta infinite, infinite loop feedback. <laughs> Mind fuck. So we, we've had so many people try to interpret that and, and, and it, it never really comes out quite like that, but we like hearing that. So in essence, we kind of nailed the abstraction thing. in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, um, I mean the way I'll, I'll give it a shot then, I guess if you have, if you like the people trying to interpret it, I mean, too cool for that is not giving a fuck to me. Right. And so people who are actually cool, are not trying to be cool. The people who are trying to be cool are trying to mimic, mimic the people who don't give a fuck and therefore outside of the realm of cool. And that's why they're cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, the first person to wear a fanny pack was like, I don't give a fuck. This looks stupid. And now everyone's wearing a fanny pack and trying to be cool, but it's already over now. Too many people are wearing it, but I do love the fanny pack reference. (laughs) We got, some, we got some fanny packs in Denver. <laughs> uh, I like it. I dig it. It's yeah. It's a little, yeah. a li- like it's a little bit n- newer interpretation than we kind of originally had it. Cause that whole idea of like, well, we're and we're gonna try to, we're actually gonna try to be cool by being not cool. So like you know, selling out yeah. isn't cool. So we're gonna sell out. And then we just decided on a happenstance celebrity who is kind of lame. So it's like hanging <laughs> yeah. out 
you know, with Matt Damon in a party <laughs> hat like that. I threw that line out there as a joke. And Michelle was like, nah, we're going to keep that. So good. That's my favorite <laughs> line of the song. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, yeah, it is so good. It it works with everything else too because it's all ton in cheek. Like these are all dumb things that people think would be cool. Right. Yeah, and then I like in it. the end like it's just we're we're just kind of saying, well, like we're too cool to even do that cuz we're still just trying to be flipping cool and what is cool and <laughs> and all that kind of we'll stuff. We'll never be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the song was a good start. I mean, it 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 is a definite summer song. It's it's so much fun. Oh, thanks. It's so much fun. So, um, I, we're already into the album here, but the, I did have a question about the the length of it. We have kind of this analogy between EPs and LPs, or EPs and albums, where like the LP is like the prestige drama, and the EP is kind of more like the dark comedy, like the thirty minute. And, and we almost prefer the 30 minute because it's all nice and tight, compact. You know, you're not going to get those like long, boring conversations about things. You're just going to get like full action. And you guys are like right in the middle. It, the, the name of the, uh, the title of the album is a great because it is just a little album. It's not an EP. It's not a full album. It's a little album. What, so what made you stick with the six songs, I guess, is, is the, the question there after that preamble. Well, it was actually going to be five songs. Um, it was just going to be an EP. Um, okay. but then kind of last minute we added on that very first song, that prelude, the prelude, because a friend of ours got, um, an email for one of those like sync licensing companies that they were looking for a song. And it was like a Philip glass violin concerto with a, who was it? I'm singing on top. Blondie. Blondie. Heart of Glass. <laughs> yeah. And those two it, things were It was later. actually featured in Handmaid's Tale, if you ever watched that. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't, but yeah, I'm familiar with that. So the they were show. like putting out this call like, hey, we'll throw you a few thousand bucks if you got this this song. And we're like, well, mm-hmm. we're not doing anything today. Let's try to write that song. <laughs> and so then we wrote Smoke and Mirrors. And within a day, and we sent it over um, and th- I mean, this like sync licensing company, like didn't know us at all. So they were like, Oh, we don't usually take anything that like, it's not from an artist that we already signed, but they, they gave it a listen uh. and they were like, Oh, we already like the deadline passed. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, then we actually ended up signing on with them, which was cool. And, uh, then we have this song and we're like, well, what the fuck are we going to do with this song now? And Andrew's like, I, think <laughs> oh, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, I just like it's gone. It's yeah. gonna be the first song. I just kind of thought it was like a fluff. It, it's a great song. prelude. But yeah. then I realized, like, hey, starting with the cello quartet and ending with the cello quartet would be kind of a cool little bookend <laughs> for the little album. Oh, I love it when that works out. I, I guess to answer your question, uh, I. I'm so tired of EP, EP this, EP release, EP that. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, we just simply didn't have enough material for a full album. And we <laughs> wanted to get this thing rolling. So uh, yeah. I was just like, well, let's just put it out and call it a little album. <laughs> yeah, it, it's perfect. I I, uh, I agree. I mean, like, like, put out the songs that you believe in and that deserve and should be on an album. Don't 
we don't have to worry about like you know pressing vinyl anymore or fitting it on a CD. Right. You can it can be as long or as short as it wants because it's all pretty much digital uh, anymore. So I, I I like the move. I I think that every song plays, um, and and therefore you can play the album from front to back. It's um, nice. it's really nice. There's no kind of little um, you know uh, you know it's like an Game of Thrones, where like the Onion Knights got to go talk to the Iron Bank, and you're like, Jesus Christ, just cut them a check so we can get back to the dragons. <laughs> you know, this is the second interview we've done in a row where a Game of Thrones reference has dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that interview oh. and I felt bad for you because that guy did not get the oh, yeah, the reference. It went right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're like Game of, Game of Thrones. No, I left him out. <laughs> he just like kept rolling. <laughs> Uh, that's funny but yeah it was like it's just like I mean technically you probably would still call that thing an EP I just didn't want to with all of my body and soul because we're too cool for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) there it is well done Michelle we throw it up we put it out for digital distribution and iTunes labeled it as an EP and I was just like Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. Who do I got to call? I do just trying to stamp all over us, man. Yeah. They don't get our vibe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> They've been going down ever that- since uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, I don't know why they need to put labels on things. Just let it be what it is, <sighs> iTunes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like, let it be what it wants to be. Like, it's just like a living being on its own, it can make its own decisions, fend for itself. Yeah, exactly. It's an archaic system because we don't have to make things physical anymore if we don't want right. to. So it doesn't make any sense. So um, what's kind of, uh, you, you mentioned that you, you got signed with the people for the, the prelude. Now, is there somebody that you've signed with to, to produce this record or um, distribute this record? No. Oh, no. This is, we're fully independent. We did not sign with the record. Nice. Yeah. We, I mean, nice. we're not even. Close. Is that something you're hoping for? Maybe. I mean, if the yeah. if the right deal came along, for sure. I mean, anything we're open to everything, but it's it's so tough these days. Like that doesn't guarantee you. Anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean it can, but it doesn't necessarily. We're not chomping at the bit to all of a sudden jump on. Sure, sure. The distribution tracks aren't like what they used to be. You can you can do a lot of that on your own. Yeah. For small records. Yeah, yeah. my grandma could make a record tomorrow and have it out floating around on. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd probably be just as good, if not better, than ours. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be probably be cooler. That's for sure. Hell yeah! So the grandma made it. <laughs> it's a vintage. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. The vintage, um, yeah. So what's uh, what's next for you guys? Do you um, uh, try to get on a tour with uh, with another band? Are you are are we going to be able to see you at some point in time in Denver? We got a lot of good venues here. Uh, we love to play in Denver. We don't have a tour booked currently, but um, hopefully that's uh, going to be in the stars for us very shortly. Yeah, I hope so too. This is. Um, uh, this is a really fun record. And is this kind of the process where it does seem like you almost have to put yourself out there, gain a little bit of a following before um, 
things start I mean you have to get something out there yeah we feel like we should play a lot in Minneapolis before we're mm-hmm. like ready to get out on the road <laughs> at least like to do. so when this go ahead I was going to say at least regionally um we're we're going to be here for a hot second, just regional. I'm, I mean, unless something complete. I mean, this is going way faster than I ever envisioned. Envisioned. So, like, yeah, maybe we'll be out in nice. December next year. But, um, you know, as far as I can see, it's just it's it's so expensive. It's like sure, you know, unless uh, unless something uh, financially, unless unless you want to, you how are you feeling? How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring us out to Denver? Got a couple couches. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a pop-up camper. We can we can set that up in the driveway. No problems there. All right. Uh, so, nice accommodations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, at some point in time, the churches are going to come over, or churches. The uh, churches. I mean, I can see you guys. Like opening. the Roman Catholic yeah, the Church churches. and the Protestant Church. Uh-huh. We'll yeah. get here someday. <laughs> they will. They'll, they'll bring their churchinos here. <laughs> um, but that'd be a nice. That'd be a nice um, ticket. So you'll be you'll be the first to know when we make it out there. Oh, good, yeah. good. I would I would love to come and uh, interview you guys. All right, guys. Well. Um, I think that's all I have for you. Thank you so much uh, for talking with us. It was it was great to get to know you. Hopefully, uh, we will see you out here sometime soon. Is there anything uh, you guys want to plug uh, before we say goodbye? Um, if there's anybody listening from the Minneapolis area, we're going to be playing um, at the American Swedish Institute for their cocktails in the castle on September 14th. Um, and it's September 14th, the Swedish Institute. That's it. And uh, nice. I know that may, that sounds like the most Minnesotan thing ever, <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they got a, a really cool thing going on there. And I think there was like a couple thousand people in attendance last time they threw it on. So it's, it's like a, it's a nice fun little get together. Um, they got a lot of, yeah, that sounds Minnesota. Some, 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 buy it from us, which is really nice. Um, maybe we'll be able to make it out to Denver if enough people do that on Bandcamp. Nice, nice. I'm waiting for a t-shirt too. I'm a big t-shirt Ooh. guy. So give, me a, give me a t-shirt. And really just the cover would be great, just on black with that, with the, with the you know, the faces and the electric kind of situation. There. Actually, that's not a bad idea. What's funny is I was just about to ask you if you got any good ideas. <laughs> and that's, that's- yeah, I'm a big fan of the T-shirt. Uh, I bought a couple cassette tapes from people too. I don't know if anyone else does that, but it's kind of kitsch. I think it's cute. I kind of like them. How do you play that? <laughs> I have an old car. That's literally the oh, only place. Wow, I can you play have it. a really old car. <laughs> it's just <laughs> in- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's it's not. It's a Jeep from like uh, the '90s. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
It's uh, but that's like the only thing I listen to in there. It's nice. Amazing. They they get exclusive rights to the Jeep. Yeah. That well, band. if we ever make cassette tapes, we will definitely get you one. <laughs> nice. It'll it'll stay in the Jeep, and and I will love it every time I I ride around with the top down. That would be a great Jeep. Too cool for that. Be a great Jeep song. Oh yeah. Jeep song. Jeep song. I like that. I was gonna <laughs> quote you on that. Too cool for that. Thank it's you. It's a great Jeep song. <laughs> the radio character. <laughs> yeah, that's like when they come up the previews for movies where where like all the quotes come up. Yeah. <laughs> Great Jeep song. Uh, well thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. And and good luck and uh we'll be we'll be looking out for that next album. Cool. We just started writing it today. <laughs> awesome. True, awesome. <laughs> Shouldn't be long now though. Yeah. All right. Hopefully there's enough dragons left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, have a good night. Awesome. Thanks, you too. Uh, I think that does it for us this time. Check out Tacky Annie, the little album, and tell us what you think by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you like your take, we'll be sure to read it out on the show. And as always, follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. Do you think we did enough ass kissing in that episode? I, I think we did like way too surprised. much. I'm not very comfortable with that. Oh god, were we like wait? We were like a fudge pop. We were a fudge ass. pop. <laughs> <laughs> we gave them the Radio Cure Sludge Pop Special. <laughs> <laughs>